0: Welcome to the ABB Solutions Podcast, where we speak with our experts on how to solve problems you face in the industry, our goal being to help keep you running safely and efficiently. I'm your host, Mike Murphy, speaking to you from Greenville, South Carolina. I'm excited to be speaking with Mark Saltis, Key Account Manager for Mining, Aggregate, and Cement. Mark has 29 years in the industry, which includes field expertise with motors, mechanical power transmission products and variable frequency drives. Welcome, Mark. Hey, I am really appreciate being here today. Yeah, great having you. All right, our topic today is selecting the right motor in your severe duty application. Mark, I'm looking in the 501 catalog and yeah. this there's a huge section on severe duty motors. For example, the severe duty 841XL. Can you walk us through when you would select uh, a specific type of motor out of that section?
1: Yeah, you know that in the in the Baldor 501, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of motors in there, right? And we do have them broken down into different categories. And even in the severe duty category, it really offers several different motors for different applications and different uh, criteria that an application might be in. So it's real important to kind of narrow it down and understand really which one to use. I'm looking at the catalog right now as well. So my eyes are what our listeners might be seeing is at the same time. But under the severe duty category, really really what that means is you've got a motor that is going to meet all the electrical standards and criteria and efficiencies of today's uh, requirements. But at the same time, there are mechanical features built into these motors to make them last and survive in severe environments. The caveat there is, you know, there's a lot of different severe environments. There's There's severe environments maybe where it's really wet, a lot of slurry, there's severe environments where it sees a lot of chemical exposure, and then there's severe environments where it might see dust, dirt, mud, and moisture, such as in an aggregate facility or a cement facility. So it's really important to really understand what kind of environment it's going in, and when you get that figured out, we've got several different choices of motors that are going to be the best for the, that application.
0: I also see in that section a motor called crusher duty. Yeah. Uh, can, can you mm-hmm. go into that? Uh, what kind of applications would, would this can. motor fall into?
1: I can, but you know, Mike, before I jump into that, it just let's round this out a little bit more. W- within severe duty, we've got what we call an ECP series. and That's our basic severe duty, right? But then we also have 841 series. That's another severe-duty product. Let me me just touch on those a little bit before we jump into the Crusher Duty. Yeah. So the the ECP series in the Battler catalog, general-purpose severe-duty. So I hate to use the word general-purpose, but that's the kind of catch-all, cover-all for rough applications. You need extra mechanical protection, yet you get all the efficiency and all the other electrical performance that you would expect out of a Baldur motor at the highest levels. At the 841 is a step up from that ECP series. So an 841 has everything an ECP would have, but it's got a whole laundry list of additional features and, frankly, benefits right built into it, such as uh, shaft runout foot flatness some of the electrical designs are a little bit sharper maybe than others there's i'm not going to go into all of it because we're not going to not here to talk about 841s but 841s were originally developed to go in the uh, chemical oil and gas industry And if you think about it in that industry there are a lot of pumps right you've got to pump a lot of fluid and that fluid especially in in the oil market is very expensive you can't afford to have downtime so in the case of like an 841 they have a five-year warranty attached to them. No other motors have that kind of warranty, but there are reasons for that. There's a lot, a lot of feature built into an 841 motor. It, it gets back to the original conversation of, you know, which one should I go with here? I mean, I know there. we have customers that buy 841 today just because it has a fantastic seal on both ends of the motor. That seal cannot be beat They buy it strictly for that reason. They really don't need shaft run out. They really don't need foot flatness. Those are some of the features that are built in for that original oil and gas industry. A lot of times those motors are connected to a pump, which might be three times the cost of the motor. We're a molder builder, right? So we, we think our motors can be very expensive, and they can be. But at the same time, the pump that it's connected to could be much more in dollars. To have a motor that is out of balance or doesn't meet a certain criteria as far as tolerances would be really bad to connect to that pump. So that's the 841 story. We we don't see that too much in aggregate. Sometimes we see it in cement. But that really lives in the pumping world, anywhere
0: you've got critical pumping.
1: Let's jump into the Crusher Duty. That's what you wanted to talk
0: about today. So Yeah, there's also a Crusher Duty section. It mentions high-starting torque applications. Can you talk to us, what, are, what does that mean, high-starting torque applications?
1: Let me, let me go back in history. I mean, you mentioned I've been uh, in my bio 29 years, and yes, it, <laughs> I guess I'm, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, and I've been around motors the entire time. And through, through at least my career as Reliance early on, and then as Valdor, we never had a crusher duty style motor. We had um, severe duty motors, right, like we just talked about, but we never had the one that had the extra torque built into it, just like uh, the, the, today's crusher duty. That was developed uh, simply because in in the industry that we're talking about, say aggregates primarily, you've got situations where you need that extra torque. You, you gotta get through um you gotta power through some of the situation that, that happens uh on the site. For instance, crushers, hence the name, they sometimes they have to start fully loaded. Sometimes there are surges. Uh maybe an operator uh lets a little too much material flow through the system uh more than it's designed for and it, it has to be able to withstand these additional surges without saying, uh uh-oh, I've had enough, I'm turning off, or I'm tripping out, or I'm overheating. And besides just initial surges, but there could be uh, overload conditions where it just gets worse and worse and worse as far as overload or too much material. And it's (laughs) going to—motors are not smart animals, okay? Motors will continue to run, and they'll continue to push. The more you throw at them, the harder they work. But there is a breaking point to everything. In a crusher duty motor, that bro- breaking point is just a little higher, and in some cases, a lot higher than standard motors. Hopefully, that makes sense. It, it just has a little more oomph when it
0: needs it. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, can you give uh, other examples of applications where you might yeah. see a crusher duty motor?
1: You know, we named it Crusher Duty, and its primary purpose initially was for crushers, but you know, we've extended this line all the way down to five horsepower, which you really don't see. Um, if you look at some of our competitors, they don't use the same electrical design that we use, and we'll get into that a little bit later maybe. But we use the same design throughout the whole line that we call crusher duty. So really what that means is even in a five-horsepower motor, which you might see on a conveyor or something smaller, we've got the same torque profile and the same electrical design that would be used on a crusher. So that's got to tell you something. It's, it's got some ruggedness to it. It's going to deliver extra torque when it needs it. Conveyors, sand screws, screen decks, all all these high torque applications within the aggregate sites require motors that have a little extra torque behind them because they're all going to occasionally start loaded. They're all going to see surges, and they're all going to be in overload situations. Pretty much every application, other than maybe some specific pumps on site, would be a great candidate to use the Crusher Duty motor from Baldor.
0: So you mentioned uh, more ump. What about this motor gives the, that yeah. extra umph? I'm
1: going kind to of keep this real basic, okay? But within the world of motors, there are different electrical designs. And if you're familiar with Baldor at all, you know you're, you're probably familiar with our general purpose motor line. Those are those gold motors you see everywhere. They're fantastic. They're uh, leaders in efficiency. They're leaders in quality, and they are all what we call a design B. Okay, the highest electrical design that's currently available as far as efficiency in, in that particular style motor. And but there are also other designs available. The crusher design is a design A. So design A has a higher startup torque capability or starting torque. It has a higher pull-up torque and it has a higher breakdown torque. If you were to look in our catalog or brochures, we, j- we publish that information or uh, at baldor.com and you find the motor you're looking for, it'll, it'll all be there. You'll find that with our competitors as well. And I would, uh, I would say, take a look at both. Take a look at the torque data from ours. theirs it's very comparable and in many cases we've kind of raised the bar with this with this product so it's the way the motor is designed per its electrical curve and design a is the newer product it has a higher torque rating across the board than a design b and at the same time it's a modern design a it has a higher efficiency rating than maybe we've seen in the past as well so we're not only providing a little more torque, or a lot more torque in some cases, but we're doing it as efficiently as, as uh, physically possible within the motor.
0: Is this crusher Our, duty motor connected the same way as the severe duty in 841?
1: It is. It's I
0: mean, it's connected.
1: Uh, standard electrical connections or standard electrical connections, right? I mean, like L1, L2, L3, uh, the electricians out there will understand that as far as connections. But what makes it really different is... We do a few things in all of our severe duty products. So now we're back to just a general category, which crusher duty exists in. We take our leads from the inside of the motor, right? And those are soldered to what we call the coil heads inside of the motor. And those are the wires that you see coming through the conduit box. Well, we make sure on every severe duty product that those wires are separated. I call it an octopus. I probably the technical term is lead separator. A lot of companies call them different things. Imagine uh, take your fingers and just kind of make a make a cup with your hand so your fingers are sticking up. Imagine wires coming through each one of your fingers, okay? And your fingers don't touch together. So that's what we do coming from the motor internally. To, into the conduit box, which is the external. We keep those leads separated. And when you think about it in, in an aggregate application or at an aggregate site, things are moving, things are shaking, rocks are, are falling. Uh, even just crushed rock, uh, even fines, fine powder on a conveyor, there's a certain amount of vibration that's happening in the whole system. We do everything we can to protect the motor against that vibration. The number one failure mode that we typically see is lead failure through the motor body to the conduit box. That's one reason we address that. That is a is a very common failure point for electrical wires to rub and for the copper to be exposed. And once that happens, all bets are off. We, I, I like to call it letting the magic blue smoke out of the motor. Uh, Hmm. A lot of people in the business have heard that before, but it's true. A lot of folks don't know what is on the inside of the motor. So all you need to know is there's a lot of magic blue smoke that makes it work. But if something happens and that blue smoke comes out, you're done. And lead failure is probably the number one reason for that. It just will hurt you every time. So. Having those leads protected is very important. And we do that not only in our NEMA series, so 5 horse through 400 horse, but we also do that uh, even to a further extent in our 580 series, or 586, 587 crusher motors. They're actually bolted and separated in
0: place in, with a whole different system. Uh, what's different on the above NEMA frame motors?
1: NEMA stops at what we call a 449 frame, okay? And for us, that's in a 400 horsepower motor. In this industry, uh, there's a whole other series of frames called the 580 series that have been uh, essentially adopted by the industry, have for years. Baldor, recently, within the last few years, we've rounded out our Crusher Duty motor line by adding these 586-587 frame motors, 250 horse up through 500 horse. And, of course, we can go a little bit beyond that and build them for you, but as a stock product… We've got them up through 500 horse, which is uh, pretty nice to have and available. These are form, fit, and function drop-in for any other 586, 587 motor. But there's one, one area where we really differentiate ourselves from the pack, and that is at our connection point. Now, we talked about connections in the NEMA series in that, that octopus or lead separator. With the 586, 587, the whole conduit box geometry and architecture is, is actually completely different. It's very user-friendly. The wires come up through the motor body into the top of the motor where the conduit box sits. Those leads are actually bolted in place and separated. So we have no chance of those leads coming together and rubbing together. You can imagine, Mike, on a application like a crusher, how those things might get bounced around, right? They're going to be moving and shaking and you don't want those wires moving well we've we've solved that problem they're not moving they can't they are bolted in place and then from that point we th- those are bolted right to a uh, common uh, lead lug system which comes up into the conduit box and that's where we make our l1 l2 l3 connections and we simply bolt to that so no longer do we have the, the black tape balls and uh, connectors where everything's taped together, and when you go to change out a crusher motor, you, you need to have a case of electrical tape with you. Don't have to do that anymore. It's a very simple process to bolt the motor in place through its leads and unbolt it when you have to later on. We have some of that information online. We'd certainly be able to talk to you at any point if you'd like to know more about it. It's a groundbreaker for us, and it really it rounds out our crusher duty line.
0: That's great. Sounds like they thought about everything uh, through easier installation, um, as well as you could argue that that uh, kind of uh, adds an element of safety as well.
1: You know as well as I do, at ABB, whenever we build or design a product, we not only build it to perform its function, but we try to build it to make it safer maybe than something else that's been out there or even our own products in the past. Safety is very big. In ABB, and we try to build it in every product and make it easy to maintenance. I think you'd find that with, uh, with our motor products, especially
0: in the Crusher Duty line. Right, absolutely. Okay, so my last question, are there any special considerations when selecting a severe-duty motor, uh, depending on its um, connection method, whether it's belted, coupled, or direct-mounted?
1: In this marketplace, or in aggregates
0: specifically, or when using
1: a Crusher Duty motor, you're gonna come across applications that are primarily belted uh, using V-belts, but you're also gonna come across applications where we have a what we call a direct connection, right? So there's a, usually a coupling in between the motor and a driven shaft. Gotta be real careful when choosing the motor to use, especially on a crusher. We have NEMA rated crusher duty motors and we have the 586 crusher duty motors. Generally, you know, a lot of the customers and our salespeople will look at uh, the motor and look at the frame size and say, okay, uh, frame size is right size. Let's just replace it. And yes, that's step one. That That's the easiest way to go. But to really do it correctly, you've got to take a look at what the belt pull is. You've got to look at the the current belt shiv arrangement. So get your diameter of your driver driver shiv, and then your diameter, your driven shiv, how many belts it is, and get with your Baldor sales rep and say, hey, can you have your engineering run this for us to make sure that the motor you want to sell me is going to work. There's tremendous loading that happens on that shaft, and we just don't want to be in a situation where it's not the right choice. that Maybe we should be looking at the next uh, frame size up or whatever it might be, or moving into the 580 series. Generally, whenever it's a belted application you should automatically think roller bearing okay the roller bearing will take up a much higher load than a ball bearing okay now i just said that but up through uh 50 horsepower in the nema crusher duty line they come as ball bearing and you think okay well he just said got to use a roller bearing well these are oversized ball bearings in this product line and the bearings have been selected to handle most every uh, V-belt application that could probably be put on them. So you're more or less safe selecting a motor that's 50 horse or left, uh, less, I'm sorry, and putting a V-belt drive on it. But when you get larger than that, you do want to do a little more homework. If you replace a motor with a roller bearing, you go right back in with, with a motor with a roller bearing.
0: Does that make sense? It makes sense. That's Actually, all the time we have. Mark, thank you for speaking with us on uh, selecting the right motor in your severe duty application. Uh, Remember, if you have any further questions, ask your local ABB sales representative. Or, of course, visit us at www.abb.com. Thanks, everyone, and have a great rest of your day.